0: Hi, Alex here. In this podcast, I want to talk about 10 advanced sales principles that you've got to get in your sales team, your top guy. This is really for the experienced guys that have got beyond the basic, uh, you know, feature and benefit selling type of stuff. Uh, Advanced principles that come from the guys that have got to the second level and uh, are really doing the big bucks to make sure that they keep doing the top figures. Okay, just 10 of them that I want to go through. And here's a reminder. Number one, the mind and body are parts of the same system. Physiologically, it's actually true. The mind and body are part of the same system. I used to do a uh, exercise when I was training. I'd get somebody to come to the front and put their arm up and I would actually, you know, pick a strong guy and then I'd find like the weakest looking or smallest looking person in it and ask them. Uh, to try and move by touching the hand, try to move the arm down and just take a note of the resistance. Um, Then I would talk for less than 30 seconds to the person and I would talk very negatively about how weak they're feeling and about how they've had so much rejection and how things are going wrong and the next client they told probably won't be interested. Just went on like that for about 30 seconds, said to the person with a hand on the foot, now push the arm down, and whoosh, that weaker, smaller person could push that arm down, absolutely no problem. The point is that If your physiology is weak, so is your brain, and if your brain is weak, so is your physiology. Now, you can reverse this by keeping a strong, fit body. You can fire up the brain to positivity. All it needs is a brisk walk around the block. If you feel somebody's just flagging, get them run around the office, get them shouting out, do something loud, ring bells, keep that physical action, and it will buzz up that brain for the following two or three hours. That's all that needed. The mind and body are parts of the same system doctors even when somebody's depressed tell them to go for a brisk walk it breaks the pattern and fires up the system to feel positive so the neurons that are connected all of the things that are connected are the same thing and that's why in sales we really want people to be going in the gym regularly and keeping really fit and strong and keeping positive and only having positive personal development tapes books tapes is very old-fashioned word now um, podcasts, videos, whatever it happens to be, you know, the Zig Ziglar's, Brian Tracy's, my book, uh, books and various things to keep themselves positive. Make sure there's no negative people around them because they really will wane and a really top salesperson, the voice tone will go. They might be saying the right things, the voice tone has dropped a bit and they just don't close as many deals. So the mind and body is part of the same system. You need to remember that and keep your guys really in, in physical shape. Two, Resistance from a client suggests a need for more rapport rather than more selling. Quite often when, in fact, invariably, certainly with inexperienced people, when you get client resistance, they look for more sales technique, they try harder, they then start getting frustrated or even angry, and it all goes really downhill quickly. When you get resistance from a client, more often than not, It can actually be about you haven't really developed enough rapport, trust, credibility, that type of thing. And you need to work on that more. Sometimes it's more, it might be negotiation or or something, but they're probably not sold. They're probably not sold on you yet and your company rather than the specific product. And experienced people needed to be reminded that they need that rock solid rapport because people buy off people that they trust. Three, and this is a good reminder and gets into a big subject in itself, beliefs can be changed, yours and theirs. Now, if you think about it, selling is changing the belief of somebody into whatever they're doing now. They should be buying and using your product to better their lives in some way. So that selling is a belief change. We get beliefs that are profound in all sorts of ways um, and how they come into us is usually through experience, from people around us, from influence. Uh, and various things. They can be changed. Now, we talk about limiting beliefs that are holding you back. You know, I believe that I could never bill more or earn more than a 100 grand a year, very limiting belief. You're going to have people keeping barriers with beliefs like that. So as a sales manager, you've got to test to what beliefs people have around their job. You can ask them as a great starting point, but you need to probably listen to their language patterns and pick up what their beliefs are, both negatively and possibly. Enhance and grow and encourage the positive ones, the I-cans. And really, on the limiting ones, they're not that hard to change. All you need is a lot of evidence to the contrary, and keep loading them up with it. Print it on a paper, put it on their desktop, get it all around them. The belief that would actually attack the belief that they've got that it's not actually possible. Like the 100 grand one, list all the people in the company that have earned over that, list how it would be done, give them lots of evidence and the beliefs can be changed. That's a simple way. There's advanced LLP type ways where you can change beliefs, which is beyond this podcast. But if you're suffering with somebody there, there is a solution is the point I want to make now. Those beliefs are critical. And, you know, on the prospect, you're actually changing their beliefs sometimes. Uh, Sometimes it's quite simple. Sometimes it's quite a profound change to get them to buy from you. And you need to really, you know, your guys need to be understanding uh, the power of beliefs into our psychology and, and how to influence them. Number four, sell visually to visuals, auditarily to auditories and kinesthetically to kinesthetics. Your flexibility is the key to earning a substantial income. Now, for those who haven't do it, and senior guys should really know all about this stuff, uh, we all have our senses, and the key three ones are seeing, feeling, and hearing. uh, Visual, auditory, kinesthetic. Uh, See, feel here makes it a lot simpler. Now, they're, they're actually literally different parts of the brain, and you'll find they're not equal in parts, although they could be. There's usually one that's dominant. And you can tell which one's dominant with people. The visuals are always wanting to buy smart suits. They always have ties that match shirts that match suits. They, If they're buying a car, it's the colour scheme and the seat leather and so forth that's important to them. They're looking for visual things. They probably watch movies a lot. Yeah, they're doing visually orientated things. Auditories are quite common in sales. Auditory is a very good dominance to have. In a sales job, because you need to listen in and pick up voice tones, subtle changes. So auditories are good on recruitment. Always look for uh, these traits. You can tell by somebody's interest which one they are. And kinesthetics are always wanting to get the feel in their language patterns. They say, "I want to get a feel of this and a grip of it." If you read my book, Advanced Selling for Beginners, it gives a lot of examples of these. And when you're selling, you need to be picking up what the person you're talking to is. ...and matching to them accordingly. So if you're really good, you will already have figured out which one of those three I am just on this podcast alone. If you haven't, play it again and you'll figure it out. But you need to, as a very simple rapport technique, be talking the same language to them. They'll feel that you understand them or they'll see what you're saying or they'll hear where you're coming from. Yeah, they'll use expressions, phrases, words... That ring true with the visuals always talking about picture this and so forth. Yeah. So lots of words that give away what somebody is. And if if you want to play it safe and easy, just get your sales team to reflect back the same words that those prospects say at you. It has a very strong mirroring effect to develop rapport and getting into their frequency, their wavelength, so that you can know, like and trust each other and get to do great business. Okay, next one. Number five create compelling goals for yourself will always increase your sales more than anything else. Goals is hammered so many times in sales. My worry is it's hammered so many times. People say, heard that, heard that, you know, ignore it. Uh, But they've heard it and know it, but they don't actually do it. So, you know, you say to people, what are your goals? And they um and are and think about it. You know, they haven't got it. Somebody with a goal can tell you instantly, no delay, no pause, straight there. They usually, in fact, virtually always will have it written in their phone by their desk pictures of what their goal is stuck on their wall really great to help focus people it might be corny if they want a luxury car get them to pick a picture of it if they want some house or something get them to go around an estate agent see feel and hear what they want if it's a car as well see feel and hear it yeah go to the tailors where they want the best suits Get a, you know, real experience of what their goal is. Get it really into their neurology so that they're really focused. And when there's pressure on every call they make, they know why they're doing it. That goal thing is so, so powerful. And you've got to pick up, get your guys to pick up what exactly are the goals of the prospect. In essence, it's easy. But in practice, it can be quite a lot more involved. You look at suits, you look at cars. There could be very basic things. I need to get to A to B. I've got a family, two two kids and a dog. Might actually say what type of car you want. But actually, when it comes down to it, there's then a lot of emotion about it. A lot of emotion. And is it the status, recognition, impressing your friends, the speed? All sorts of things can influence somebody. So you've got to find out what their true goal is. And they quite often won't tell you or even know sometimes what it is. So you've got to develop your guys on actually doing that. Getting them in a group, testing it out on each other is a good way to get this in training. Number six, fear of anything leads to avoiding situations. Shame as fear can be turned into power in all of five minutes if it's done right. Fear, they once called it false evidence that appears real. Um, But fear can really stop somebody doing something. You've got to, as that famous book said, feel the fear and do it anyway. Um, you've just got to go for it. Now, the fear of cold calling, the fear of rejection, the fear of something going wrong, stops people doing things. And we know that the real rejection is not having, if you don't ring somebody, you're definitely rejected and you've got to get that value into them. So you've got to get people strong and confident, various ways to do that. If it is happening of anyone, look at them as an individual basis. What's actually creating that fear and get rid of it. Get them to face it. Get them to overcome that fear. Some of the outside trainings like firewalks and bungee jumps can be really good at breaking fears. If you can walk on fire, you can make a cold call, for Christ's sake. Yeah? So you've got to work on any fears. If you've got a problem with it, let me know, and I'll give you some LLP techniques, advanced ones, to actually sort that. Number seven. Quite often, all salespeople look and sound the same to the the prospects that they're talking to. They can all see very much of a muchness. You've always got to find and do something that makes you better related to their needs. In terms of the product, we're talking about USPs, unique selling points. But we're also talking far more on the personality in the person. Fill them in, the personality, the sense of humor. Have a joke with a client and prospect. Don't be over serious. Sometimes that is enough to break, make the difference that gets you the deal rather than someone else. They'll, they'll come away with, oh, I don't know why I just trusted John a bit more than the others. Yeah, they, they probably won't know, but it's maybe just a bit of personality, a bit of humor in there, as well as the USPs, which obviously your guys are going to be matching to the needs of the client. OK, number eight. Prospects tell lies, believe it or not, but their voice tone will always give it away. Right. So if you get your guys good listening, they will always tell a liar. So, you know, you're an investment broker and say, how much you got to invest? The way they answer that question will tell you immediately if it's truth or not. You know, what is your budget for buying a new computer system? The voice tone will give it away. Whatever they say in response, you will know where they're really coming from. You've got to get very used to picking up the cues, the pauses, the emphasis on any particular word or phrase and get your guys to do this. Get them with each other in role plays, practicing to listen and set them up to do things to see if they're really picking it up. Number nine, always realize that people's motives are always more complex than even they realize. You've got to learn how to figure out what really are people's motives. In your own team, write down, what motivates my team, one by one? Do you really know what motivates drives them? Not what they say they want, the flash car, the villa, the holiday, the suit, the you know, the watch, You know, but what are they really wanting? What are they really wanting? What are they driving? Towards, you know, what are they really obsessed about that they've just got to have above all else? You know, because if you can get that from your guys, then get them to do it on their prospects. Find out what the real motivation is. Depends on your selling, whether it's B2C, B2B. Quite often in B2B, you're talking about an employee in a system in a system of Employ is a hierarchy you know he or she is not necessarily owning any aspect of that company the profitability and benefit to the company doesn't benefit them directly so what really is it they might be after a promotion and looking good they might want to avoid being made redundant so doing anything that takes a risk they'll avoid you've got to understand the true motivations because they'll never tell you any of this and get really really good at it okay number 10 Always, it's an obvious one, but so often forgotten. Always get your guys that when they finish with a client call, so many weak closers, dare I say weak, do this. They just wait for the client to order. You've got to finish with absolutely crystal clear and agreed way forward. That might be a lot more than a deal. It might be you're sending an email. They're getting some information to you. You're going to talk to somebody else. They're going to talk to somebody else, right? As well as obviously, hopefully a deal is the ideal one right? Whatever it is, have it crystal clear ending and when the next stage is. And always make the next stage as soon as possible because things go off the boil as we know. Great. Hope you enjoyed this 10. Let me know anything that you'd like hot tips on. Let me know any problems, challenges you have, and I'll be on to it in the next podcast. Great. Have a fantastic day.